really the brain is just looking for something to do, right? We know that about our brains. We are problem solvers at the very base. So if your brain is trying to solve a problem by creating an awful scenario in the future, it's just as easy to say, why don't we solve a problem by creating something really good in the future? This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. Lots of us are feeling a considerable amount of stress right now, thanks to the coronavirus pandemic, the lockdown, and the economic uncertainty. And I know for some people, that's impacting their sleep as well. So I was pleased to be able to have award-winning hypnotherapist, Dr. Liz Bonnet, on the podcast to give us some really practical tips about how to manage our stress right now or at any time, and some counterintuitive actions we can take straight away that will start to improve the quality of our sleep. Hello, Dr. Liz Bonnet. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. So you are a hypnotherapist. Yes. And you have a specialism in sleep, particularly, which we'll talk about in a bit, but you help people with lots of things. Right now, it seems like this is a time when a lot of us could use some help reducing our stress, improving our sleep. I know a lot of my friends talking about lack of sleep. So I want to get into all of that with you. You're also a client on my Pioneer program. So I've been helping you with some of your marketing stuff and being very impressed with, with um, where you're going with all of it. But first of all, should we just explain for people, for, for those who still think hypnosis is pretty weird, mm-hmm. can you explain what it is? And is there anything you can do to put people's minds at rest who might be, who might think it's a little bit strange to be hypnotized? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So really we, self-hypnotize. We go into trance, quote unquote, several times a day. We know this about humans. So if you think about sometimes you're taking a drive and you're not really paying attention and it's like, oh, I missed my exit or there it is. How did I get here so fast? That's really like a trance. And they even call it, um, I think it's highway trance is what (laughs) they call it sometimes, right? So that's an example. Or let's say that you're just watching TV and then you check your phone, right? A lot of people do that. Oh, I'm going to check out Facebook at this moment or Instagram or whatever your primary channel is. And you realize that you miss like half the show, right? Because you're really in a trance with your phone. Your tension is focused there. That's really what hypnosis is, is putting someone into a relaxed state or putting yourself into a relaxed state and then focusing your attention And then the difference in hypnosis is that we're giving you suggestions to better your life that are lining up with your goals. So I'm not creating those. You are if you're coming to me, let's say, as a client. So it's very similar to states we go into all day long, except that the difference is when you're working with a professional, that they're using that state to create good change in your life. That's it. Yeah, that makes sense. And it occurs to me that you know, my brain is always creating images and, and, and some of those are not very positive about what the future holds, tend to be quite pessimistic. Yes. And that's a kind of hypnotism, isn't it? And so all you're doing is saying, well, what do you want out of life? And then helping to uh, play some images there that might be a bit more helpful. 
than, yes. than me imagining something terrible happening uh, the moment I walk Absolutely. out of the house. Absolutely. Yes. And really the brain is just looking for something to do, right? We know that about our brains. We we are problem solvers at the very base. So if your brain is trying to solve a problem by creating an awful scenario in the future, it's just as easy to say, why don't we solve a problem by creating something really good in the future? You know, like yeah. if you're worrying about money, which I think that's a very common worry right now, business owners, individuals, you know, it's... It's, um, I would say, an enlightened individual I run across who's not worrying about money. Yeah. So instead of saying, okay, creating the disaster scenarios, it's like, well, what about a large sum of money from an unexpected source? <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, so it makes you smile, right? It's like, oh, that would be nice. And I'm not quite sure what's happening around the world, but in the US, there's actually unexpected sums of money. There's sums of money from unexpected source, meaning the government right now, yeah. you know? <laughs> No one saw that coming. Yeah. No, no one saw that coming. Believe me. So it's the similar process whenever that's happening to you. People generally don't think of the positive. They think of the negative. Something awful happening to my loved ones. Well, what about picturing the holidays with everyone there? Yeah. And how wonderful that will be. I like that. And and I, I now consciously remind myself because my brain can say, oh, you know, any sensation I have means I've got cancer or something terrible. And, um, and then, okay, it's possible, but it's not very likely right now, uh, at that moment in time. Um, and it's equally unlikely perhaps, but suddenly, you know, uh, my company will make double the amount of money with no extra effort, but actually, if you're going to imagine one or the other, why not imagine the good one? Because they're both quite unlikely, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. yes. just things magically happening or, you know, without your control yes. kind of stuff. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good, good tip. And, and I think you've noticed that there, are, there seems to be an increased interest in, in one of your areas of specialism, which is sleep. Yes. And you've put together um, uh, a program uh, called Sleep Better, Feel Better, which sounds like it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people who right now are, ha- are having problems sleeping, do you have any specific tips for that that people can use right away? Absolutely. Yes. So like I told you, I think before we started the interview, there's absolutely an increased, I'm seeing posts about, I can't sleep because they're worrying as well as, um, advertisement for sleep products that are coming across my feed now, maybe because I talk about sleep a lot, right? But <laughs> Chances are um, people need those products right now as well. So let me give some tips here that are going to be helpful that probably you haven't heard before because everybody knows, oh, dark in the bedroom, don't be on your device at night, blah, blah, you know, which mm-hmm. actually I disagree with. If you know that a little game puts you to sleep on your phone, play it at 2 a.m. if you're awake until you go to sleep. (laughs) You know, like there's nothing wrong with that. I really believe that, even though you will probably never read that on the internet. Um, Another one is to divide your page in half. So get yourself a little notebook, a piece of paper. We could even do this on, you know, Word if you're more um, inclined to do it there. And on the left, put all your negative beliefs about sleep. As in, I can't sleep right now. I'm too worried to sleep. Um, Another one I hear is, I'm an awful sleeper. I always have been. And then on the right side of the page, 
put the beliefs that would be more positive for you. So when you begin to write them out, then you'll see, oh, some of these are contributing to my sleepless problem. And people generally don't think about the beliefs about sleep having an effect on their actual sleep. Meaning like, oh, I'll never get a good night's sleep tonight and work is going to be awful tomorrow. So on the right, you would write, you know, I'll probably get a couple of hours of sleep. My body knows how to put me to sleep. It eventually does. And I'll, I'll manage my work. It'll all be okay. Maybe I'll catch a nap in the afternoon. You know, put all the positive stuff there. And if you're having a hard time coming up with that, then, you know, use your call a friend card, right? Call a friend, reach out to a friend, and they can generally help you work through that. So that's one tip. Great. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Another one is to have what I call like a sleep basket beside your bed. So in the sleep basket is a little journal that you can write down worries and just get them out of your head for the night. It's scents that go in there, like calming scents for you. It's also a little headlamp. So I don't recommend turning on the bedside lamp to read at 3 a.m. What I do recommend is like one of those miner's flashlights, you know, that goes on the head. Yeah, yeah. And if you can get one that's has a red color to it, then that doesn't wake up the rods and cones as much. Mm. And you can read with that way. You know, that's the light that pilots use. And um, mm. I had an ophthalmologist one time that I worked with who came to me for insomnia. And he said, when I told him about the red light, he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I never thought of that. Like, of course, that's perfect, <laughs> you know? So, and then he explained it to me, like why it works well. And I'm like, fantastic, you know? So that's what I recommend for the bedside table. And then I would say to try to wake up at the same time every night. I mean, every morning. That's really hard for people right now who are working from home. They're like, finally, I can sleep in, <laughs> you know? All of this stuff. But when you start to vary your wake-up time, it really affects your sleep. So try to keep it within a 30-minute window. And that helps regulate how you fall asleep at night and your quality of sleep and how long you sleep. So begin working on your sleep problem the minute you wake up, meaning, okay, tonight I'm going to set my alarm and wake up the same time every day. Okay, Now, to go along with that is that we sleep in 90-minute to 120-minute cycles, hour-and-a-half to two-hour cycles. If at all possible, see if you can time your alarm to wake you up at the end of one of those cycles versus the middle. So let's say if you go to bed at 10 p.m. at night and you're like, okay, it takes me about 20 to 30 minutes to fall asleep. Or if you're really worried right now, it takes me about an hour and a half to fall asleep. Okay, mm. then you're like, all right, if I count forward, then I should probably wake up at seven a.m. or seven thirty or wherever that is. So that would be my third tip. That's really oh, okay. four, right? Use your phone if it works for you. So seven and a half hours rather than eight, for instance, might be better. Absolutely, it is better. The mm. research they've done on that shows that. So it's not necessarily um, get. The longest sleep you can, it's not. You'll feel better if you wake up at seven and a half versus eight if that fits into the sleep cycle. Yeah, I actually have a an app called Sleep Cycle, funnily enough. And mm -hmm. um, you've probably heard of these things. And it tracks how you sleep. And yeah. it uh, wakes you up within a half hour window 
of the time you set. So I normally set it for eight to eight thirty, mm-hmm. and um, I can't tell when it's going to wake me up within that period. But it wakes me up at the point where I appear to be most awake. So okay, wonderful. Yeah. If that works for you, I suggest continue using it. But all of the sleep experts, including myself, say to delete those apps off your phone. They're not very accurate. They create anxiety. People look at them and say, "Oh my god, I only got." An hour and a half of deep sleep and I need five or whatever it is. <laughs> so if it works for you as an alarm yeah. and you don't go back and look at the logs, no, fantastic. I don't, I don't worry Good. too much about that. Uh, okay, keep it then. But if it creates this worry and you're looking at the logs all the time, the thought is that those are extremely inaccurate. So don't worry about them. Yeah, I think the, <clears throat> you might well be right. Now I know there are nights when I thought, well, that was a terrible night's sleep. And he said, you got, you, you scored a hundred percent. I went, I don't know how you're yeah. that. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So yeah, take a pinch of salt. But I, I, for some reason, the, the not waking up, uh, but I also think if I just set my alarm every day for 8am, my brain would just adjust to that and it would it probably, yeah, it would just cope anyway. Yeah. So, um, no, those are even really you, good tips. Even if you don't, not getting Good night's mm. sleep. So people ask me this question, sort of a follow-up question of, okay, my alarm's set for eight, but I was up from two to four. You, The recommendation is you still wake up at eight and your body will catch up the next night or with a nap or something like that. Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, we were going to talk also about stress tips in general. You had some good ones for that. Those, those are really superb about sleep. Um, and, and, Understandably, people people are stressed about money and a change work situation, and maybe who they're trapped in the house with, <laughs> depending <laughs> right. on the state of your relationship. Um, yes. So, if people are feeling stressed right now, what, what's what are some practical things that you recommend for your clients? Mm-hmm. One is to start to rate your stress level. So, I would just do this once a day, um, generally in the morning. I would say. So pick one time a day and rate your stress level zero to 10. And if it's above a six or seven, then use that as a flag to pick something to take better care of yourself. So that's another thing. It's like, just choose one action. Let's say it's lower, but you want to keep it lower. Choose one self-care action a day to take care of yourself. And, you know, I'm not, I get sick and tired of hearing about self-care and People don't even know what it is. Sometimes they're like, what What the hell is self-care? You know, It's really doing something that feels good to you, that feels soothing. So it can be exercise, coloring, art, listening to a podcast. I consider that self-care if the podcast is a pleasant activity for you. Um, taking a shower, that's considered self-care. You know, Dressing yourself, that type of thing. So pick one thing to do if your stress level is you know, getting really high. And then I would say also in following that is try to reach out to someone at least once a day to keep that connection. We are humans. We are pack animals. Mm -hmm. And right now we are isolated from the pack. And what that tells our brain is danger. That really is danger for us because, you know, back in, uh, I don't know, 2000 years ago, it meant we were going to die. So you've got to reverse that for your brain and that'll help bring your fear and anxiety down and your stress level. So connecting, meaning I think social media counts if you're interacting with people, not if you're just scrolling through. 
make sure that you're interacting in a group or that you're commenting on someone's post, that it's a way to contribute. You can Mm -hmm. see it that way as well. Like contribute something if someone needs help saying, well, this is what worked for me or try this or something like that, or call a friend or a loved one, um, reach out to someone who's who you're not seeing like every single day, you know, you don't need to reach out for your husband or your wife or your partner. If they're sitting right there on the couch. I mean, sometimes you do, right? You're like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I shouldn't ignore this person any longer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like maybe I should talk to them with eye contact, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's another way. That's what I would say. Yeah. Then that's, that's, those are good ideas. And you've, you, I'd be interested to know, for people who don't know hypnosis very well, <clears throat> what kind of effects can it have on people? I mean, you've had a lot of clients over the years. I imagine it can have a pretty dramatic effect on some people, doesn't it? Have you got any it examples? Can. Oh, yeah. I've had incredible cases. And I work with a lot of business owners because um, I think business owners sometimes get to the point where they feel like their business is stuck. And if they're self-aware... They're like, all right, they're looking at different factors. And often it's the owner, right? It's like, oh, my business is stuck because of me. So they're coming in to look at that and clear some emotional stuff. And when that happens, then like their businesses just explode. So that's a dramatic transformation that I often see is once they clear the old emotional messages that somehow are stopping them from doing what they need to do that day. Right. Or interacting poorly with one of their employees or not even employee as subcontractor. You know, we use a ton of subcontractors as self-employed people. At least I know I do. It's like, all right, if you're losing it with a subcontractor, that's you. Right. You need to get some help. I mean, they may be frustrating as well, but if you know they're competent and something's going on or, you know, okay. This person said to contact them and I've delayed and I've delayed and, you know, <laughs> I can't make myself do it even though I know that's a huge contract or even that would be a very good contact to stay in, stay in touch with, right? And you're not doing it, that's you. There's something emotional going on and I don't always know what that is until we start working together and it's always surprising to me because everybody has such individual histories. So... Yeah, that's that's a it's good niche, by the way, uh, business owners. We should talk about this, but but, but (laughs) that's a very yeah, it's a very very good niche to go for. I think. Um, Yeah, well, I've been one myself. You know, I sold, I owned a prenatal yoga business, extremely successful, and then I sold it in 2016. Um, I'm glad I don't have it right now. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But. Whatever, that happens all for a reason. But yeah. I've owned, um, I don't know, at one point I was doing copywriting. And then I started, after I sold my yoga business, I decided to concentrate on my private practice, my psychotherapy and hypnosis practice. And that's just been a gift. So I know what it's like. And I know that there's emotional blocks. And most I people. totally agree with that. I would yeah. say any business block. Because ultimately, you, you know, even if the decision is the business isn't working, you have to completely change it. The fact that you're not doing that is because of uh, a psychological block. So, you know, work problems are personal problems. Business problems are personal problems, you know, kind of mindset problems. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I mean, even when someone, someone usually doesn't sell a business until 
later than they should have is is what I think, right? But it becomes like our babies, you know, like, oh, not wanting to let go or not being able to imagine what's in the future. Again, disastrosizing instead of catastrophizing, instead of thinking of how wonderful that will be. And even then when that does happen, there's an emotional process of letting go of that business. I know I had to do a lot of that. It took me about two years to fully feel like I was done with that business. So there's, there's stuff that goes on. But even in the present, it's if you're finding you're not doing things that you really do need to do, I would say find some resources. That doesn't necessarily mean paid help. But what hypnosis does, how it's different from other resources is that we're going in and looking at subconscious beliefs going on. And generally people are not aware of those in the conscious state. They're surprising to them. They'll often say like, oh my God, I had no idea, but that makes complete sense. So I've experienced that myself. Of course, I've done a lot of hypnosis myself as a patient and I've seen it as a therapist as well. So the hypnosis is clearing those blocks. So um, that's how it's different than, let's say, reading a business book or you know, doing an exercise. That's all conscious state kind of activities. I will say, make sure you find someone that's ethical, that has a good reputation, that's trustworthy, because you do want that trust to develop over time so that you do feel safe and know that they're going to do something good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And now you actually have some free downloads that could be helpful for people who are feeling a bit stressed at the moment. How do they, do you want to tell us how people can get hold of those? Sure. They can go to my website. It's Dr. Liz, D-R-L-I-Z, hypnosis.com. And you should see them right there on the front page yeah, so as well as of, the sleep program. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, the, the free downloads include, there's, there's uh, one about reducing stress and there's another one that's kind of helpful yes. for, for change. Is that right? Yeah. There's reducing fear and anxiety. There's reducing stress. And then there's a third one that's increasing emotional stability. So that one gets downloaded quite a bit as well. And particularly, I think that would be helpful right now because people are feeling a little like, eh, unstable, unsure, you know, what's going on here. So yeah, they can get all three of those. And I would say, listen to them, listen, pick one and listen to it once a day. If you can, you can fall asleep to it. And self-hypnosis, hypnosis itself becomes a skill that you develop over time. So give it some time. Yeah, yeah great. And now tell us about this course that's coming up. It's uh, in May 2020. Is that right? Sleep Better, Feel Better? Yes, it's starting May 5th, Cinco de Mayo 2020. Yeah. So that's join not that me far for away, it. actually, is it? Because we're now, it's only at the time of recording, it's about a month away. So by the time people listen to this, it's only a couple of weeks away. So yes. uh, what's going to happen in the Sleep Better, Feel Better program? Who is this for, oh, first of all? We're going to transform your sleep. It's for it's for a poor sleeper, basically. If you struggled with insomnia, if you think oh, I'm hopeless, if you've tried everything under the sun and you're like, nothing works. You know, there's all kinds of side effects, awful side effects to medications. And you're like, I want to get off my medication or it stopped working for you. That's very common. Then this program is for you. I would say it's going to help you sleep better. It's going to help you wake up and feel better. Like in the in the morning, like, oh, there's hope to the day. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and it's going to help you feel 
calmer and I would say more centered in general too. So we're working on your sleep. That is the point of it. But I find that once we do that, it transforms your life. There's a, a client I was talking to just the other day who came in to me for sleep and she had a pretty severe phase disorder, meaning her, her cycles were completely messed up. So we got that under control and she learned how to better put herself to sleep. And this is um, months later that she came back for something else. And she said, you know, that transformed my life. Like once I got my sleep better and under control, then I dropped, I think she dropped a total of like 35 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like fantastic. You know, I think we did one hypnosis in there that included some about overeating and um, some binge eating, but that was it. But she said I, it was a combination of all that, but mainly it was my sleep because it does affect appetite, weight gain, depression, all of that. So she said, I've been doing so well. She just had this one specific thing she wanted to work on. So, you know, it really helps with all of it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And if people want to find out about that, they can, again, go to drlizhypnosis.com and uh, Dr. Yeah. DR, that is, and... Um, and click on the thing about sleep better, feel better. So thanks, yeah. thanks very much, Liz. It's been really interesting. I've, I've actually made a couple of notes while you were talking. Because <laughs> I wouldn't remember. And, just, you yeah. know, I do want to say that I wouldn't have been able to launch that course without you. So I, I want to give a full disclosure here <laughs> to whoever's listening. Of I had thought about this course for years. I'm not kidding, years, right? And then had done some work on it here and there. And finally I was like, okay, I've got to do something here to really make this the time that I launched. And of course I had no idea that a pandemic was going to hit us in the middle of that. I had planned to launch this in May for, I don't know, six months or so, but your course really helped me get there. So it was the, um, the impetus you know, it kept me on track and the one-on-ones and I don't know, I just think the value you offer is so good. And John didn't pay me to say this. Yeah. Just no, I didn't. I that. didn't even prime you for this one, did I? That's good. No, you didn't. No, it's very sweet. But I will say that it is, um, it's a really good course and it, it helped me launch it. It is going to launch. It's starting May 5th. So get in on the ground, the <laughs> yeah. ground bottom pricing if you want to get in on it, because it's probably going to go up and I'm going to run it again and again. Oh yeah. yeah, yes. We're talking about how to scale your course and make uh, uh, even more out of it. No, thank you, Liz. I really appreciate that, and it's been a pleasure working with you on this. So, um, thanks, and and uh, thanks for helping us to improve our sleep. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe, and if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.